This is episode 362 of The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Elvis and talk about some of the things he's been catching up on throughout the week. All that and more, this episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of The Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. I am your host, Chase Lee. And thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of you guys, if you guys could spread this around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. You know, um, you know, maybe there's just someone out there in your family or friends that just don't like movies or, or is looking for a podcast to join a, muni, a movie Mooney, a movie community with, um, you know, maybe you can just show them this episode and be like, hey, listen, this is a nice little community. We just like talking about our favorite things in the world, movies. So yeah, thank you for all you guys' support, liking it, sharing it, all that stuff week to week. You guys are amazing. This is episode 362. Like I said at the top, and I will be going over Elvis. I saw it last week. I wanted to marinate on it uh, a little bit, give myself kind of uh, some breathing room um, from when I saw it to when I reviewed it, because it is a very, very long movie, and so there's probably a lot to discuss. So I just want to make sure that I was good to go for that. So that would be the main topic of conversation. And of course, uh, I'll catch up, you know, during uh, what I've been watching, like during the weekend, and everything. But um, before I get into all of that. I gotta ask, as always, how you guys doing? You guys doing pretty good? Uh, it is almost July. Insane to think about. So that means half the year is over, and I don't really have a top 10. <laughs> I have like a top five, I think, movies that I've seen so far this year that I would classify in the top 10 list for right now. But uh, yeah, there's really not much. Um, that I've seen, or, or probably a lot that I gotta catch up on still. Not a lot that I've truly enjoyed to where I would want to put it in my top ten. Uh, I got a few. You know what? I wasn't planning on doing this, but let me just do it in real time. Um, hold on, hold on. Stand by, stand by. Um, so if you guys were looking for kind of like a mid-year uh, top ten so far, I don't have a top ten, but uh, I do have a top. Uh, six so far. Um, number six, I have Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, that one's on Apple TV Plus if you want to check it out. Number five is Top Gun Maverick. Of course, that one's just sweeping the nation right now and the world, uh, grossing over a billion dollars. Insane. Great, great movie. Uh, four is Turning Red, Pixar film. Uh, that is also on Disney Plus. Um, number three is X, the A24 film from director Ty West. Really enjoyed that one. Really great theater experience. Number two is The Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves' uh, take on it was just outstanding, and I've always loved uh, just his eye for film, whether it be uh, Let Me In or the Apes movies, or um, he did Cloverfield, right? Either way, Matt Reeves' uh, career I've, I've always really enjoyed. And my favorite film thus far this year, nothing's beaten it yet. We'll see how the second half of the year fares. Everything, everywhere, all at once. A truly magnificent film so that's my top six right now um i don't really have anything else that i would consider a top 10 um but who knows uh, we still got six months left i mean i'm sure there's going to be a lot out there but uh yeah that's uh just kind of an impromptu um movies that are my favorite so far this year at the halfway point but uh yeah uh what have i uh, been catching up on uh this week 
I saw uh, Minions The Riser grew. Uh, you guys will get that review tomorrow um, at the time of this recording. Uh, so look out for that. It will just be a, um, a mini review. And then I'll also have a mini review of The Princess. Uh, that comes out on Hulu uh, this Friday, July 1st. And the embargo lifts on Friday. So there you go. <laughs> um, so you will get that review on Friday. So three things in a row uh, from yours truly. Uh, so that's why... I've been watching uh, this week, and as far as television goes, uh, watch the season four premiere of Westworld. It's good. Um, I feel like they're stretching out this idea way too far, uh, or way too thin, where it's just like, there's really just not a lot of meat left on it. It's just kind of like, okay, I guess I'll see where it goes, but you know, I'm slowly losing interest type of thing. But yeah, because like the first season is fantastic, so is the second season, and I like I like the third season uh, quite a bit, but um, this one is taking a different approach in terms of where it's starting with its story, and I don't know. I feel like it's losing a little bit of steam, but I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to finish the entire series on wherever they want to stop, um, but I saw that. I'm looking forward to Stranger uh, Stranger Things 4, uh, Volume 2, uh, coming out this Friday in a couple days, so that's going to be awesome. Um, still watching Ms. Marvel week to week finished succession like i told you guys last time and i'm kind of watching <clears throat> excuse me i'm kind of balancing a bunch at once and trying to finish i'm trying to finish the last season of love victor um i started mythic quest very funny show and then uh, i'm also going to finish severance so those are kind of like the three i'm juggling right now and then of course i got to get to only murders in the building and then stranger things comes as like it's too much man and then of course i'm watching the boys every week so it's like TV, I like what you're doing, but give us a give us a breath here. So, and of course, Better Call Saul comes back in a couple weeks. It's just, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, so I got to catch up on a lot of stuff. But that's kind of what I've been watching TV wise. Um, and then I'm really looking forward to tonight um, watching Thor: Love and Thunder. So the way I'm going to do uh, next week's episode because um, I'm going to drop uh, the Thor. Uh, review as episode 363 i will review it in a non-spoiler talk and then i'll give like a five second pause and then i'll dive into spoilers um so that is just your warning if you want just whenever i drop the episode you can save it download it come back to it watch thor and then come back to it but that's how i'm gonna do it i, I think i did that for dr strange and like Eternals and Spider-Man. So I think uh, I'm just going to do it the same there. Um, so yeah, that, that is the, the format that you guys will get next week. But super excited about that tonight. Um, and then I'm also seeing it next Wednesday. <laughs> but I will have the episode for you guys as soon as the embargo drops, which I think is Tuesday, July 5th. Um, so that is when you guys will get the uh, episode. You'll get it a day early. I, I typically drop these on Wednesdays, but you'll get that one on Tuesday. And it'll be... Half non-spoiler, half spoiler. I'll give a fair warning in the episode, but uh, that is how I'm going to structure it. But yes, really looking forward uh, to that tonight. We love Thor Ragnarok. So uh, Taika Waititi really just breathed um, a whole, whole, I don't know, different life into the, this franchise. And so I, um, uh, I, I've appreciated everything he's done, and I'm looking forward to just whatever, whatever is in store for Love and Thunder and how the story carries forward. But yep, that is happening tonight. You guys will get the episode next Tuesday. So, yeah, that's uh, what's on the horizon. Um, 
You got today's episode. Uh, tomorrow you'll get uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru. And then Friday you'll get The Princess. And next Tuesday you'll get Thor, Love and Thunder. And then I think that's it. I might have another movie booked, uh, but you guys will get a Marcel with the, the show with shoes on uh, review here eventually. Uh, it opens up in July, so that's when I'll, I'll drop that. But um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what's going on right now. Um, just making it work for you guys. So yes, very, very uh, busy week. Uh, but I hope everyone else out there is having a fantastic week. Uh, hope you're enjoying your day and, um, yeah, if you ever, if you guys ever need anything, just, just reach out to me. Um, I'm pretty good listener. So if you ever just need someone to talk to, I'm there for you. So, all right. So the main topic of conversation is Elvis. Now I love me some musical biopics. And so I figure let's just go to IMDb. And let's just go down uh, the list of, I think it's like top 100 or, you know, top 50 uh, that are rated on IMDb. And I just want to kind of go down the list and kind of give you my thoughts on them if I have seen them and just kind of let you know what some of my favorite ones are since, hey, we're in the, the mood talking about Elvis and biopics. It just makes sense. Um, so the first one, Amadeus, never saw it. Um, I need to because I hear nothing but great things about it. Bohemian Rhapsody's on here. Um, I still, you know, think the movie's okay to like slightly good in some parts. Um, it's, I, I don't understand like the, the hate, hate for it, but, uh, it's not one of my favorites. So, you know, uh, walk the line, funny story. I've actually never seen walk the line, but I've seen walk hard. There you go. And that's actually a really great, uh, spoof biopic. So straight out of Compton. Absolutely love. I remember seeing that in the theater for the first time. Um, and I was just blown away. I, I love that movie. I can watch it on repeat. Um, it is definitely one of my favorites. Of course, Elvis is on here. You guys will get my thoughts here in a second on that. Uh, Ray, I've actually never seen Ray. Um, yeah, that was also another one just kind of like went under my radar. Just never saw. Uh, let's see. Control, Shine, never seen those. Then we get into some other films that are from different countries. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, I just... Uh, I'm just not aware of most of these. Uh, Love and Mercy, that was the that was the Paul Dana movie um, about the Beach Boys leader, uh, Brian Wilson. <clears throat> I've actually never seen that one. That was 2014. Wow. Rocket Man, uh, one of my favorite ones in the past uh, several years. Absolutely love that one. I think uh, Taron Edgerton definitely got robbed of at least a nomination. I don't think he should have won, but I think he should have had the uh, Rami Malek treatment when Bohemia Rhapsody came out. That's all I'm saying. I th they're both incredible actors, but like if we're comparing both of those movies, he should have got way more love for this um, uh, than Bohemia Rhapsody did. Uh, let's see. The Doors. Eight Mile. Uh, really great one. That was one of my first ones I remember watching as a kid. Absolutely just blown away by the impact that Eminem had on that film and just telling his, his story and just displaying his life like that. Like That was all fantastic stuff. Let's see. The Dirt, I remember watching that one. I actually, I, I like Motley Crue. I, I realize that, obviously, the drummer is problematic, and I unfortunately share a last name with him. But, um, yeah, you know, I thought The Dirt was it was entertaining enough. Get On Up. Oh, that was the Chadwick Boseman one. Yeah, I, I actually never saw that one. I am disappointed. I need, to, I need to get on that and see more of his films. Rest in peace, sir. Um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I never got on that one. Um Selena, I've seen bits and pieces of the Jennifer Lopez one. 
Um, and I also saw a bunch of the episodes of the, the Netflix show. It was pretty good. Um, never saw Jersey Boys. Never saw I'm Not There. Never saw Notorious. Um, never saw Respect. I, I know that one came out last year. Um, it wasn't playing anywhere. Like, I, I'd have to I'd have to rent it. But yeah, every time I like, looked it up to see where I could watch it, never saw it uh, anywhere. So, The Runaways. I heard The Runaways was pretty good with Kristen Stewart. Never, never saw that one. All Eyes on Me. Oh, sweet God. I remember that one. Oh, man. Okay, so I love Tupac. I really do. And I, I, I love that style of, of rap and hip-hop, uh, Notorious B.I.G., uh, N.W.A., all of that. I, I love it. And so I was really looking forward to a biopic on this man's life. He, he died way too soon. And he did everything. He crammed so many things in, like, the duration of, like, when he was famous. Like, whether it be acting or, or, or rapping or being a poet, like, an activist. Like, all that stuff. Like, he was such a big influence. That movie was a jumbled mess. I just remember thinking, like, it felt like there was, like, a four-hour cut somewhere. We chopped it down to two hours, and it just lessen the impact that Tupac had. And I just, I didn't like the experience of watching that movie. I was just like, man, this guy deserved better. And so I was really, I was really upset by that. But if they want to try again another uh, Tupac uh, biopic, by all means, I'll see it in a heartbeat. Um, That's pretty much it. Uh, Yeah, a lot of these uh, films I've never uh, heard of, never seen. So musical biopics, um, I haven't seen a lot of them, but I do know that like when one of them comes around and it's like super special, I will hold on to that thing for dear life because I I, I love them when they're just executed so well. And I just know that in the past, like I'd say like in the 2010s, I've I've seen more musical biopics than I ever have. And I I love that. I like, I, I love exploring them and watching different ones and, knowing that I can watch one about NWA and one about Elton John and just be riveted by uh, each one and like know a little bit more about their lives and um, because they're, they're so, so different musically. um, It it just really, they just capture great stories. And I I think just anytime when a biopic comes along, I'm always down for it because I'm always curious to know like how these people's lives were because none of us know. And so we get to kind of peek behind the curtain uh, into their lives, and so, yeah, I, I really uh, enjoy the ones I've seen, but I need to watch more, that's the moral of the story here, but speaking of more, hey, Elvis came out, so when we come back from the break, you're going to get my thoughts on Elvis, really excited to talk about that one, so when we come back, I'll be talking about Elvis, uh, directed by Boz Lerman and starring Austin Butler, I'll see you guys soon. <music> And welcome back from the break. Let's not waste any more time and let's talk about Elvis. Now this one comes to us from Warner Brothers. It is uh, directed by Boz Lerman and it stars Austin Butler as the Elvis Presley. And it's a biopic of his life from childhood to becoming a rock movie star in the 1950s while maintaining a complex relationship with his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, played by America's dad, Tom Hanks. So now going into this, I had to do a double take because I am aware of Boz Lerman and his uh, career. I'm aware of his very like boisterous 
voice when it comes to uh, filmmaking. He's very visual. Um, he likes to uh, really just kind of make it a visual odyssey <laughs> on the eyes. And so I've heard a lot of uh, things about him. And I had to look, at him, look him up on IMDb because I'm like, I've had to have seen something, right? I've actually seen none of his movies. Crazy. I've seen bits and pieces of Moulin Rouge. Um, I've never seen the full thing. So, yeah, this is one of those things to where I wanted to experience a Baz Luhrmann film for the first time. And also, I wanted to be proven wrong. Because when I looked at Austin Butler, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is just some teen heartthrob um, that looks like he was famous on TikTok for like a week. Uh, it, it just... I don't, I don't know if I can trust him to lead and carry this film with this iconic uh, person that he's uh, portraying. I just don't see it. Um, now, I get it that Elvis was a heartthrob to uh, women when he was around and everything, but but still, I just I, I, I couldn't just wrap my head around the fact that he he just he look, didn't look the part for sure. And so I was like, oh no, it, it just maybe this is gonna be one of those like forced casting decisions. I have no clue. Um, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, give it a shot on Austin Butler. Give it a shot on uh, Boz Lerman. So I saw the movie. And after thinking about it for a week, I got to tell you, I like it. it I, I think it's a good biopic. I don't think it's like one of the best biopics out there. It goes pretty traditional with its like biopic beats that you see in many of these films. Um, you know, uh, I think what really stands out for me is Boz Lerman's touch in terms of just the way he directed this thing and had this visual personality to it and editing flair to it that was just ferocious and vicious when it comes to um, really telling the story as manic as possible while still maintaining some type of um, uh, stability. Like it's not just all over the place for the sake of being all over the place. It kind of makes sense for the roller coaster that Elvis Presley kind of goes on throughout his life. Uh, I think it makes total sense. But, like, that is where the magic is, is Boz Lerman's uh, just unique voice on this film. Uh, so let's start with him. Um, so like I said, the the visual component to this film, it, it is uh, it's visually striking. It's edited with, uh, like I said, such ferocity and such um, precision. Um, it is uh, kind of manic I guess when it comes uh to the editing and I I can understand if people might be turned off by that like oh it's too much like you gotta cool that down a little bit like I said I think it actually fits with the story because of the roller coaster that Elvis Presley goes on from when he starts uh to when he passes like his life was just crazy like non-stop insanity to a point where he had to be in the hospital for exhaustion so I think this type of like fast-paced editing um, works for the most part. There's a couple of scenes where you could have easily drawn that, uh, drawn some shots out a little bit because there was like one particular one that I was counting down. Each cut was like a second in between each shot. I'm like, okay, in that particular instance, you probably could have not done that. But for the most part, I don't mind the um, kind of hyperactive editing that we got going on. I think it really kind of fits with the, um, the pulse-pounding career that uh elvis presley had and, and hey when it gets down to like the slower moments when he's like communicating with uh priscilla or like his manager or his parents like there's definitely moments where like Boz lerman lets the scenes breathe so it's not just constant like 
in your face like hammer 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 um there's definitely some breathing room in some scenes and i, I think it, it gives the actors a time to shine and really let us feel the weight of their characters so yeah um and yeah i, I like how uh like i said colorful this film looks it really kind of just highlights the decade that we are um showing off and uh i think really just it, it fits elvis's life he, he was just a very um out there and colorful dude you know uh concerts every night different uh pairs of clothes like it kind of reminded me of um like watching rocket man and seeing you know how elton john would have a different outfit each time he performed as well so um yeah so i like uh Baz Luhrmann's touch to this i really do i think i think it works for uh, Elvis Presley in um, his lifestyle and uh, Boz's uh, filmmaking style. So it worked uh, hand in hand. Um, the one thing, there was a couple of things um, that I didn't, I'm, I'm on the fence about one of them, but I didn't really care for uh, one thing. The only thing that really kind of sticks out to me as a negative, and this has to do with the script, we spend a lot of POV on Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, Tom Hanks's character. We this, the majority of this movie is told through his POV. I found that to be a little distant, um, to where I didn't really, f I didn't feel like I fully got to know Elvis. I only got to know like the bits and pieces that like Tom Parker can recall. But like, um, I don't know. I, I felt like uh, it was a little bit distant from telling it from Elvis's POV. Uh, and so, like, towards the end of the movie, it kind of, like, stuck the landing, and it kind of, um, it gave Elvis a little bit more, uh, like, screen time and scenes and stuff to where I'm like, okay, now it's kind of switched the POV. So it, it wasn't really consistent in that manner. That was the only thing that kind of stuck out to me uh, as, like, a, oh, I, you know, why, why are we telling it from his POV? Um, I, I get it. Like, biopics are told like that sometimes. It's either from, like, managers or... Um, spouses or uh, agents like i i get that but um i think uh, the reason why i didn't really care for it is because here's my other complaint i'm gonna go ahead and dive into the performances now i'm kind of iffy on tom hanks um i still don't even know if it was a good performance or if it was one of the worst i've seen this year so far so it's one of those things to where like austin butler was fantastic in this film he proved me wrong and I, I am uh, proud to admit that, like, I, I, I'm looking forward to whatever he wants to do next. I think he's got a great career. Um, this is a great stepping stone for that career. So I, yeah, I thought he was, he was great. And I, I thought that this was a, a wonderful kind of showcase of, like, what he can do as a performer. I think he really kind of, in, uh, he inhabited uh, Elvis's, um, you know, kind of, like, Loose dance moves, the the charm, the the wit, the the musical intensity part of it. Like he 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 really embodied that character, and so and the accent wasn't annoying. Like I think it was a, like the right amount to where it wasn't like overly cooking it. It, it wasn't undercooking it. He hit the sweet spot for the hey thank you thank you very much like that type of like. Um, so I thought Austin Butler was fantastic, and I thought everyone else uh, did pretty solid work. Um, but it was mainly Tom Hanks and Austin Butler. Well, that's not true. Uh, the gentleman that played uh, uh, Mr. Presley, uh, his dad, he was great. I, I loved his uh, dad and his, uh, his mom, those, uh, those two actors. But Tom Hanks. It's the type of accent that I know is not Tom. And you're listening to it and you're like, this feels like it was some weird creative decision. 
and it doesn't even feel like a real person. It feels like a cartoon character. Now, I don't know if Tom Parker, when he was alive, if, like, this is how he sounded. But I don't know. There was something about the way he was delivering his lines and the inflection in his voice and just the the sound that the accent was making. It seemed like a Looney Tunes character. So I can see why people are saying that, like, uh, Austin Butler gives a great performance alongside a Razzie-worthy performance. I understand that. I'm not sure if I'm on that fence yet but um, or on that side of the fence, but I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm also not going to disagree with the people that thought it was good. I'm just kind of in, in between. Uh, but I will say the makeup on both of these gentlemen uh, as they age and as they, as they kind of progress through the film was, was awesome. Um, definitely some great makeup work, and um, uh, I, I really will applaud that. But performance, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm still kind of iffy on. Um, and then uh, last thing to kind of note um, is the is the runtime because I know a lot of people are looking at two hours and forty minutes and like oh my god we're in for uh, a beefy movie you are but I think it's actually edited pretty well and the pace is actually um, quite sufficient throughout the entire thing I didn't feel like anything was like slow or anything didn't make any sense like it was a lot of story but I think that two hour and forty minute runtime actually flew by pretty quick. Um, so I, I, had a, I had a decent time with it. And then as I sat and thought about it, I was like, wow, I actually kind of like that. I like the approach um, that Boz took and really kind of highlighted the, the fame, the fortune, the glory of this man's life while also showing us like the, the, the darker side to it, the sadness, the, the grief, the pain that, that was also in Elvis. We got to see both sides of it. And um, it was a lot, but I think it was uh, all all told really well and told at a a swift uh, speed. In two hour and forty minutes is is something that you look at and you're like, I don't know if I want to deal with that, but I think this movie actually pulled it off. So, and that is my take on Elvis. Uh, please let me know whether you liked it, loved it, hated it. I know this one's getting a lot of mixed reactions from a lot of people that I'm following online. So please let me know down below what you thought of the movie. And guys. That will do it for the podcast episode. Episode 362 is in the bag. Um, next week, for episode 363, I talked about it earlier, but just to reiterate one more time, it will be over Thor, Love, and Thunder, and it will be divided up in a non-spoiler and spoiler um, t- type of discussion. So when I upload it, you can listen to the non-spoiler, pause it and come back, or you can just download it and just listen to it when you've seen the movie. Either way, uh, that's how I'm going to structure it. Uh, so that will drop next Tuesday. I forgot when the embargo time is, but like uh, I know Tuesday is the day. So uh, that's when it will go up. So next week, episode 363, Thor, Love and Thunder. But that will do it for this week's episode of the Real Man Colon Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me. As always, I am your host, Chase Lee. And uh, keep it funky. Keep it fresh. Have a great day. Great night. Whenever you're listening to this, you guys are awesome. Stay awesome. And I'll see you guys next week for another crazy episode of this movie podcast. Okay, bye.